going on, true crime fans? I'm your host, Heath. And I'm your host, Daphne. And you're listening to Going West. Hello, everybody. Happy almost weekend. Today's case was recommended by Amber, and I think it's Alina because of the Y. So I hope that's correct. Thank you both so much for recommending this one. This case only took place a year ago, and it is just brewing with questions. So make sure you listen up and share this one. Yeah, this case is so strange. And if you want to see pictures and photos from this case and all the other cases that we've covered, go check out our socials. We're on Instagram at Going West Podcast, on Twitter at Going West Pod, and we're also on Facebook. All right, guys, without further ado, this is episode 374 of Going West. So let's get into it. When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We've got a very different kind of sponsor for this episode, The Jordan Harbinger Show, a podcast you should definitely check out since you're a fan of high-quality, fascinating podcasts hosted by interesting people. The Jordan Harbinger Show covers such a wide range of topics through weekly interviews with heavy-hitting guests, and there are a ton of episodes that you're going to find interesting. Jordan is super charismatic and well-voiced, so I loved listening to his recent episode with Susan Casey called Unraveling Mysteries in the Ocean's Darkest Depths. It was so creepy and interesting, and he goes across every category with other episodes like Romance Twister, My Mister Once Dated My Sister, or his monthly Skeptical Sunday episodes about controversial topics from crystal healing to cannabis to Ouija boards. There is something for everyone. We really enjoy this show, and we think you will as well. There's just so much here. Check out jordanharbinger.com start for some episode recommendations. Or search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Police in Beaumont continue to search for a pregnant woman who's been reported missing for over a month. What happened to Gajara Fraze? It's a mystery that continues to puzzle the Beaumont Police Department and especially her family. The 22-year-old was last seen on February 23rd after she got out of her family's car at a jack-in-a-box for some air. I pulled up and we looked at her. She was looking at us. She looked back at us. Everything was fine. 
And so then we finished paying for our food. Less than a minute later, this our daughter is banished. This photo taken from a nearby charter school shows Fraze walking in the area. Her parents say at the time, their daughter was nine months pregnant due to deliver a baby boy on March 29th. Kajara Fraze went missing on February 23rd. She was nine months pregnant at the time and would have already given birth by now. Police have categorized her as critically missing, but advocates say there has not been enough done. She didn't have an ID. She didn't have a credit card. She didn't have any money. They knew she had none of her belongings. How could she about run your car? 35 weeks pregnant in the rain. Something doesn't make sense. Kajara J. Fraze was born on January 14th, 2001 to parents Kara, who goes by Kay, and her father Jamel. She is the youngest of three siblings, joining Janice and Jamel Jr. or JJ. According to their mom Kay, quote, Her and her brother and sister are like three peas in a pod. They have been best friends with each other their whole life. She received a lot of love from everyone in the family. She was a best friend to each of us. She is a loving, kind, genuine person. Kajera grew up in Southern California and attended Beaumont High School in Beaumont, California, which is about an hour and a half east of Los Angeles. Beaumont is nestled in the Inland Empire just outside of the San Bernardino National Forest and home to about 55,000 people. It's situated in Riverside County. While attending Beaumont High School, Kajera was a prominent member of her school's track and field team, so she loved being active and running. In early 2023, 22-year-old Kajera was living with her parents in Moreno Valley, California, which is just about a 20-minute drive west of her hometown of Beaumont. Now, very little is known about her private and family life, including her work life and relationships, except that after graduating high school, her family relocated to Moreno Valley, and Kajera moved with them. Sadly, right down to the pronunciation of her name, although we know it's Kajera because that's how her family says it in an interview, discrepancies and misinformation have plagued this strange case. But February 2023 was a time of excitement and change for Kajera as she was 35 weeks pregnant with a baby boy, due on March 29th, 2023. Her mom, Kay, remembers that although the pregnancy came as a surprise to Kajera, she was thrilled and was, quote, the kind of person who would be a great mother. Kay recalled, quote, she was just completely excited and shocked. She couldn't believe it. Just the thought of a baby growing inside you. But the name of the baby's father has never been mentioned by her family or anybody else, nor has he chosen to come forward. And the nature of Kajera's relationship with him has remained a mystery. And it appears as if he was not in the picture at all and that Kajera was planning on raising her baby at home with her parents as a single mom. So on Thursday, February 23rd, 2023, just a month away from Kajera's due date, she and Kay were spending the day indulging at the spa together before running some errands. Kay remembered, quote, We were at the gym earlier having a spa day. We went to like two or three appointments or 
things that she would need for the baby, so we were just running errands. That evening, the two planned to visit Kay's mother, so Kajera's grandmother, at her home in Beaumont. And they were joined by Kajera's dad, Jamel. Kay explained, quote, I had called my husband to come and drive us. I wasn't feeling well, so he came, met us, and then he started driving us. Later in that evening at that point, Kajera told her parents that she was hungry, so the three pulled over to a jack-in-the-box drive-thru, famous for its tacos and burgers, located at 89 Beaumont Avenue in Beaumont. Now, it's unknown why they were headed to Kay's mother's house so late that night, and whether or not they were planning on staying over, but this is where the accounts of that evening start to become a little bit fuzzy. Kajera's parents, Kay and Jamel, claim that their daughter mentioned, quote, needing air while they were waiting in the drive-thru line, and that she stepped out of the car for a breather. Now, Kay recalled, quote, she got out of the car. She wasn't saying much. So they're saying that while they are driving through the drive-thru, she gets out of the car, which is a, a weird time to get out of the car. It's not like, oh, she's going to wait for the food, and afterwards she's going to say, hey, let's walk around the parking lot. She's they're in the middle of the drive-thru, according to her parents, and she steps out. Right. Not a very convenient time, but I, I mean, I do suppose I understand if she's she's very pregnant at this point. Yes. She needs a little bit of air, but we, we're going to get into the temperatures that night, and it was not a very warm night at all. So neither of her parents claimed that they knew exactly what was wrong with her or what was going on, so later speculation loomed that the three had actually became embroiled in like this heated argument, and that Kajera forcibly removed herself from the situation by getting out of the car. But whether this was based on actual accounts shared by those who spoke to her parents, or whether it was simply conjecture by curious commenters, is unfortunately unknown. 22-year-old Kajera was last spotted by her parents at 10.39 p.m. that evening, still in the vicinity of the family's car. Based on her parents' statements, it seems as if they put their order in when Kajera was still in the car and that she got out before they paid and received their food. Her father, Jamel, said, quote, I pulled up, I looked at her, she was looking at us. She looked back at us, everything was fine. So we finished paying for our food. Less than a minute later, our daughter is vanished. They recalled their bewilderment at how quickly Kajera walked away without any indication of where she was headed. So they drove around the parking lot before circling the vicinity of the restaurant. But eerily, they found no trace of her. Aside from the fact that she was over eight months pregnant, Kay said that they had many reasons to be concerned about their daughter walking off by herself into the night. Because as Heath just touched on, that day was a very rare and bitter one for Southern California with a high of 38 degrees Fahrenheit or 3 degrees Celsius and a low of just 32 degrees Fahrenheit or 0 degrees Celsius. Yeah, so very, very cold at this point. Yeah, like it even snowed later that night in some areas nearby, which again, super, super rare. So Kajera, who was clad in just sweatpants and a hooded sweatshirt, a shawl, and slip-on shoes, would not have been comfortable walking very far. 
On her person, she had no credit cards, no money, identification, or even her phone because she left the car with only her Bible, which was never found. And why she left the car with her Bible and not her other belongings was also just super strange. So it's unclear why she took this with her if she was only stepping out of the car for a brief moment, but her mom Kay also worries about her daughter's health, claiming she believes her daughter had been suffering from, quote, a medical emergency, but she never elaborated what she thought that was. Like, was it a mental health emergency? Was she injured? Like, we have no idea what that means. Kay also claims her daughter has what she described as, quote, several medical needs and intolerances, and that she was not known to stray far from home for this reason. According to the family's retelling, they drove around looking for Kajera for an hour, and then they called the police who arrived on the scene in the early morning hours of Friday, February 24th, 2023. And this began the dissonance between the Frazé family and the Beaumont Police Department, which still seems to exist today a year later. According to Kajera's parents, after taking their statements and performing a cursory search of the area immediately surrounding this jack-in-the-box drive-thru, police informed them that, as a 22-year-old woman, she would be classified as voluntarily missing, despite the very bizarre circumstances as well as being eight months pregnant. Her family, of course, found this completely absurd, and Kay maintains that Kajera was not looking to escape the life that she was building for herself and her baby, saying, quote, We had so many plans together, and she was so excited about having the baby. Jamel added that police didn't start actively looking for Kajera until weeks after her disappearance, and that by then, too much critical time had passed. He recalled, quote, They didn't share any information for almost two weeks, and we are going out there looking for her, trying to find her, asking and sending emails, and by the time we get a response, it's almost two weeks later. Beaumont police didn't take Kajera's disappearance seriously until almost a month later, due to growing pressure from the public and her family. But by then, they were unable to find any indication of where she had gone. And this is such a classic situation for a lot of adults who disappear, as many of us know, where the case isn't taken seriously until it's practically too late to investigate because of that argument of, oh, well, they're an adult and they can do whatever they want. But especially in this case, without a crime scene, even with technological advancements, it just felt impossible to know where she went and what happened to her because of this big delay. But speaking of technological advancements, this part is so frustrating. So all of the businesses in the surrounding area had taped over their surveillance footage from the evening that Kajera went missing, including the jack-in-the-box that she disappeared from. Because remember, it was a month later, so nobody's keeping their tapes that long. People are recording over them. You know, a lot of people don't store this kind of footage. Right. So if they if the police had looked into this, you know, less than a month beforehand, they might have been able to get their hands on that footage and seen exactly what happened there. Well, imagine if they tried to get it immediately, like who knows what they would have uncovered. So I want to describe this area a bit. So the Jack in the Box is surrounded by a gas station, a convenience store and a car wash on one side and then a subway restaurant and a high school on the other side. 
The Jack in the Box is situated on the corner of Beaumont and East First Street, and then heading north would land you in downtown Beaumont, passing innumerable stores and businesses. But heading south leads to the rugged and mountainous open space of the San Jacinto Wildlife Area. And in fact, the uh, the strip of storefronts that contains the Jack in the Box is the last string of businesses before Beaumont Avenue turns into Highway 79, which leads south to Hemet, cutting through a rural stretch of wilderness. So basically, this uh, this store these storefronts are on the edge of town, essentially. Yes. And then you know when you're leaving town, you hit Highway 79, and then it just becomes rural as fuck. Yeah. So that was not a good spot for this to happen in because, as we're going to talk about which direction she's headed in. There's a highway right there, which means that she could have been picked up. She could have gone into the wildlife area. Like, there's this is a, the part of town where there's a lot of these possibilities. And again, going in that direction, no surveillance cameras. And of course, we will go ahead and include some photos and Google Street View snapshots of this area to give you guys a visual. Now, the only evidence of Kajera that remained when the police finally went looking for it was surveillance footage from the high school, which was the Mojave River Academy. And that is located next to the Subway restaurant. So this footage captured Kajera walking south toward the San Jacinto wildlife area and away from the Jack in the Box. In her hands, she clutched nothing but her Bible. So police conducted ground searches up and down Highway 79 between Beaumont and Hammett, as well as the area surrounding the Jack in the Box, but found no trace of Kajera. Search dogs were employed as well, and they couldn't track her either by the time they went out there. Police also combed through area hospitals and mental health institutions, as well as birth and death notices extending as far as Nevada, because they're wondering if there is any record of her dying, if there's any record of her going into a hospital somewhere in California or Nevada right, like to maybe, give birth. Right, if she, you know, maybe was, maybe her water had broke and she needed immediate medical attention or maybe something else happened and she needed uh, immediate medical attention. So they're thinking... We need to check every place that she could have went into to get some sort of medical help. But there was nothing, which is really concerning, because if there's no record of her giving birth in a hospital, did she die before her due date? Or did does somebody have her? You know, like, what? Then what, then what happened? Because her due date was only one month away. So police announced that they still did not suspect foul play, because really there was no evidence to point to anything but they were escalating her case from that of a voluntary missing person to a critical missing person, believing that she at least was in some type of danger. Now, from the very beginning, the same questions have plagued this case. Who is her baby's father? And was he involved in her disappearance? Why has he not spoken up about the loss of Kajera and their baby? Why didn't Kajera take her phone or anything else with her when she stepped out of the car that night? and so many more questions. Online and on social media, most of the posts about finding Kajera and missing persons advocacy are being made by concerned citizens who didn't even know her, with many wondering where her friends and loved ones are 
and why they haven't chosen to speak out about her strange disappearance. Though we will note, as, and we're going to bring it up here in a minute, that her family has done a short interview explaining their outrage um, and their lack of information. But still, public opinion on her siblings and parents has basically soured significantly since the beginning of the investigation. Advocates of Kajeras have pointed out that her family waited until March 7th, 2023, so nearly two weeks after she vanished, to post a single missing persons flyer. So many people were absolutely confused by this, because if you believe that the police had bungled this case and waited too long to investigate, many family members in this position must investigate on their own, but that's not what happened here. And to be fair, there's no handbook on your daughter or child or sibling going missing, so it's possible that they just didn't know what the heck to do and how to go about it at all, but it's hard to know their perspective because they haven't shared it. So right. uh, So people are just wondering what that was about and, and why they waited. Exactly. Well, as the case gained traction and concerned citizens both locally and online began to push for transparency and answers for Kajera, inconsistencies in her family's stories started to trickle out. Kay told the police that Kajera was unfamiliar with Beaumont and that this concerned them because she may not have known where she was walking. But Kajera graduated from Beaumont High School and had supposedly spent multiple years living there. And also on top of this, her grandmother, whom they were actually going to visit, also lived in Beaumont. But Kay maintains that her daughter has been abducted, saying, quote, I believe she was taken, and I believe in my heart that she's being sheltered somewhere. Someone has her, and hopefully the baby, and hopefully they're taking care of her. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medications that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, just visit Juvederm.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, Think again. Juvederm Volix XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment, no maintenance required. 
Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volix XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Heath and I are major sufferers of seasonal allergies. They are the worst. It can even be difficult to host this show when our noses are all clogged up. We have tried brand after brand, but luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. And big shout out to Claritin for supporting this show and providing us with samples. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. I feel like I sneeze all day long. I always have an itchy face, but now I can actually go outside in the grass and not have a sneeze attack or be stuffed up thanks to Claritin D. Are you ready to live as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so that you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. As true crime listeners, you're aware of the dangers out there in the world. So why not keep your home as safe and secure as possible? Daphne and I do this by using Simply Safe. For award-winning security and peace of mind wherever your summer plans take you. When we get ready for our summer trips this year, I will feel so much better about leaving the house knowing that Simply Safe has our back, just freeing me from my constant anxieties. And also something I love is that their system blankets your entire home in protection from break-ins to fires to floods. And with indoor and outdoor cameras to choose from, you will feel safe any time of day or night. And Simply Safe is backed by 24-7 professional monitoring agents to help stop crimes in real time. Which is part of why they were named the best home security system of 2024. Simply Safe has given us and so many listeners real peace of mind, and we want you to have it too. Right now, get 20% off of any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash going west. There's no safe like Simply Safe. As time wore on and the search efforts stalled, Kajira's family continued to be at odds with the police, with each party pointing fingers at the other. On June 29th, 2023, so a few months after she disappeared and a few months after her due date as well, Beaumont police released the following statement, quote, We want to share with the community our continuing efforts to find Kajira Fraze, the 22-year-old woman last seen on the evening of February 23rd, 2023. We joined with many other voices asking that if anyone has information regarding Ms. Fraze's disappearance or where she might be located at this time, please contact the Beaumont Police Department. 
If Miss Fraze is able to let us know she is safe, which we hope is the case, please contact any law enforcement agency as we can work protectively with you to address and resolve concerns about your well-being. At the time of her disappearance, Miss Fraze was 35 weeks pregnant. Arriving with her parents late in the evening at the Beaumont Avenue Jack in the Box, well away from their home in Moreno Valley, Miss Fraze was last seen voluntarily walking away from her parents' van shortly after their arrival, while her parents were in the Jack in the Box. In keeping with the age of Miss Fraze and certain guidance by her mother, Miss Fraze was ultimately placed into the Missing and Unidentified Persons section database the next day. That database shares pictures, physical characteristics, and other identifying information between law enforcement agencies. During the initial period after her disappearance, detectives and officers promptly sought surveillance footage, conducted physical, helicopter, airplane, and drone searches, and investigated the events leading up to Ms. Fraze's disappearance. Her disappearance was publicized in media, social media, and other outreach efforts by our police department and other interested parties. All leads developed through those efforts were diligently investigated, with our dedicated detectives continuing to investigate any new lead. That includes checking hospital admissions to see if Ms. Fraze sought medical care, particularly when her baby was due shortly after her disappearance. But there's no evidence she sought care from any hospital, urgent care, or other professional medical source. Given her due date and length of absence in mid-March 2023, Ms. Fraze's disappearance was upgraded from a voluntary missing person to a critical missing person. That is not an indication of criminal involvement, but a natural escalation in designation arising Ms. Fraze's expected need for medical attention and the length of time since her disappearance. Since that designation, the police department has requested further sources and support from other agencies. We have also personally met with the parents and their legal counsel, where additional information was sought, while we have also sought to be as responsive as possible to requests for information from the family and other interested parties. Yet, as an active police investigation, that may ultimately result in a determination that criminal conduct was involved in her disappearance. We trust that all concerned understand that we cannot fully share all information and efforts undertaken in our effort to find Miss Fraze. All of us in the Beaumont Police Department and the city's leadership hope Miss Fraze will soon be found safe, hopefully with a healthy baby. We wanted to briefly explain our efforts in this important investigation and ask for everyone's support of our investigative efforts. We also encourage all members of our community to engage in positive communications and broad outreach efforts, supporting our efforts by providing timely information, access, and support. Indications coming from the police that Kajera's parents were not doing enough to find their missing daughter and unborn grandson led to harassment of the family and massive amounts of speculation that they were involved. The police statement also highlighted yet another inconsistency. Now, Kajira's parents claimed that they had been in the car going through the drive-thru of the Jack in the Box at the time of Kajira's disappearance, 
but the police statement contradicted this, saying that they were inside, which was impossible because the Jack in the Box dining room actually closed at 10 p.m. that evening. Which is about 40 minutes before they got there. Right. So was this a shortcoming of the police, or had the parents lied about this detail when they gave the police their statements? In an interview with ABC News, Kajera's dad Jamel bemoaned, quote, All these, you know, unbelievable things that have been said, that is what hinders us helping Kajera be found. So the family released their own press statement in response to the one printed by police, and it read, quote, When the family stopped at the Jack in the Box to use the restroom and get food, Kajera felt it was best for her to get some fresh air and get out of the car for her own mental health as was common for her those days. The family was directed by other civilians that she had walked south. However, her family did not see her and immediately called 911. The missing persons report was requested on the night of February 23rd, 2023, when Officer Becerra responded to the call. The family was not made aware that Officer Becerra did not file the missing persons report. Since the call was made for a missing person, the officer was dispatched and the family thought that the report was done. On February 24th, 2023, Officer Perez called the mother to find out if they had found her and asked did they want to proceed with the missing person report. Her mother was confused because her mother knew that they had requested the missing person report to be done last night by Officer Becerra. Officer Perez said that he would call Officer Becerra for the information. The family reached out to surrounding businesses to view video footage independently, but because of lack of support or sense of urgency from the Beaumont Police Department, it resulted in all video footage expiring in locating Kajera except for the school's footage. Kajera's family was never provided the images of Kajera that were placed on social media of her walking behind the school. Her family discovered images online with the public. Kajera's family provided detectives all information on social media posts, friends, cell phone records, phone numbers to family members, distributed her missing person flyer through social media with paid advertisements, placed flyers throughout the city of Beaumont on posts and inside local businesses, contacted hospitals daily, motels daily, and mental health hospitals. Additionally, Kajera's family searched by foot the fields behind the jack-in-the-box with dogs and manually posted flyers the same day that the search was conducted by the Beaumont Police Department drones on March 7, 2023. Kajera's family searched the area by car many days and stood in front of local businesses giving out flyers. Beaumont did not put her into the National Missing and Unidentified Person System, or NamUs, because of their low sense of urgency. Beaumont Police Department's focus stayed between friends, family, and friends of family, rather than any outside investigations. Kajera's family cooperated 100% with Beaumont detectives within their ability to do so. The family of Kajera Fraze is demanding justice that the Beaumont Police Department hold a live press conference for our missing daughter. Yeah, so this gave them the opportunity to say what they did, you know, but they, they did say that much of their efforts took place a couple weeks after she went missing, which, you know, there's still people criticizing the fact that they didn't start that sooner, but they're saying, well, we thought police were handling it. We reported her missing that night. We didn't know that 
that it wasn't uh, the report wasn't actually filed until the next day and that they didn't start looking for a couple weeks because they weren't keeping us informed so it does seem like there is this possibility that the the family just didn't know what police were and were not doing and just trusted that they would handle it, you know? Yeah, yeah, and I totally get that, and I can see it. I really can see it from both sides because you think, you know, two weeks later, it's like uh, they are admitting that they started looking in those fields the same day that police started looking in those fields and doing their drone searches, so it's kind of hard to know exactly what's going on here. Well, and this just really raised a lot more questions because of the minor inconsistencies with police saying that she went missing while her parents were inside the restaurant and her parents saying that they were in the drive through And, you know, the, the public is just kind of going wild with theories like, could she have been walking along the highway in the dark and maybe been hit by a car and somebody loaded her into the car to cover up their own mistake? You know, like maybe this was a hit and run. Others wonder if she had been fighting with her parents and that's why she got out of the car. And if maybe she decided to walk to her grandma's house and then something happened to her along the way. But then of course, other people thinking that her parents are at fault and that they're trying to cover their tracks to avoid any kind of legal implications. Like, did they drive away in anger after they got into a fight and then they couldn't find her and they're worried that they're going to get in trouble off that? Like, because we don't have the video footage, it's just their word against nobody's word. You know, like, all we have is that Kajera was walking by the high school and that's all we know. And unfortunately, you know, we really don't have any witnesses that were in that vicinity of the jack-in-the-box to to say, oh yeah, I did see her walking this way, or yeah, I saw her get into an argument in a car and I saw her walk away frustrated or or whatever. Well, I, I wish we knew how busy this road was because I don't know anything about Beaumont. Like, I don't know how busy it is. We know it's a smaller city, so I can't imagine there was a ton of people out. It was a Thursday and this is just a little, you know, I mean, it, maybe Subway's open and Jack in the Box, this is it. It's not like this is a bustling shopping plaza and it's a Friday night and it's 7 p.m. Like, the, it, it's 11 p.m. on a Thursday night and at the edge of town, you yeah, know? Yeah, I totally get that. But if it is a small town and there's not very many businesses, you can imagine that maybe at least one person was at the Subway or possibly maybe in the same line at the drive-thru, but who knows? And that's what makes it more suspicious too, is that th nobody said, oh yeah, I saw her get into a car. I saw her walking this way. There's nobody coming forward that we know of that's been released publicly um, saying that they saw her. But based on how quickly that they said she vanished, it's very likely that she got into a car. Because otherwise as well, you would imagine if she just kept walking and walking and walking, somebody would have seen her. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to miss, you know, an, uh, a pregnant woman who's eight months pregnant walking on the side of the road if she had walked very far. So I agree it would be easy if she did get into a tiff to say, hey, just like, you know, I need a ride somewhere or whatever. Yeah. So and then did somebody kind of take this opportunity to harm her or was there some kind of accident? And Heath, I'm just pulling it up right now. This is kind of this image of her. So she's wearing light pants and a dark top. Her hair is up and she's clutching her Bible. So because she has light pants, especially even though it is nighttime, people would have spotted her. Yeah. And the other tough thing here is that from that image that you just showed me, you know, it, it really, it's hard to see any real expression on her face if she was, 
you know, upset or if she's smiling. It's kind of hard to see. Yeah, she's kind of looking down, and we're going to post this photo, but she's walking across uh, parking spaces. I don't see any parked cars in this image at all. I mean, she's walking on top of the spaces, and then there's rain reflecting on the asphalt because, again, this is February. It was really cold. So, so yeah, it is just really bizarre. The possibilities feel endless. And yet another aspect that doesn't really add up in this story is Kajera's phone. Like her mom claims that her phone was misplaced that day and that she doesn't know where it is, but one of Kajera's most vocal advocates, Sarah Werner, claims that the picture of Kajera that was used on the official Beaumont Police missing persons flyer, wearing black and taken on her phone with a brown wall in the background, was actually taken at an LA fitness gym on the very day that she disappeared. So to give that picture to the police, Kay must have had access to her phone. Or maybe Kajara sent her that picture that day because, you know, sometimes you send a picture of yourself to your parents or your friends or whatever. That's a possibility. So that is possible, but we don't know. So then it makes you wonder if that didn't happen, then her parents have her phone and aren't being truthful about it getting lost. But then also makes you wonder, what do you mean it got lost? How did it get lost that day? I know that does happen, but I don't know. It's weird. It's very weird. You know, so obviously many have wondered if there was like a dispute about the baby and they were disagreeing about how the baby was to be raised. Obviously total speculation. And then maybe either Kajera or her parents, you know, desired to give the baby up for adoption and the other party didn't want to, but who knows? There's also the strong possibility that an accident befell her that in the heat of a conflict with her parents or whatever it was that compelled her to get out of that vehicle, she tripped or hurt herself and became unconscious in the freezing February night. But then where did she go from there? But also locals were pretty quick to point out that a population of houseless individuals resided under an overpass nearby and that one of them may have threatened her or attempted to commit a robbery that went wrong and that Kajera wound up getting hurt or killed. But again, this is just pure speculation from the public. Perhaps the most terrifying possible conclusion is that someone killed her in order to take her baby. And I know this thought is really, really horrifying, but it is something that we've seen before and something that's happened previously. Well, as the rumor mill churned, more and more people weighed in on Kajer's peculiar disappearance and her family's kind of odd behavior. Supporters of Kajer's who pushed for answers and clarity from her parents began getting threatened with legal action by the family for perpetuating hearsay. Now, on one hand, obviously, it must be just heartbreaking and infuriating to be searching desperately for your missing family member, especially one in a vulnerable position, only to have the public turn against you and blame you for their disappearance. But on the other hand, her family's behavior does beg some questions. And it's it's a really sticky situation because suspecting family in any case is tricky. These are grieving people going through the unimaginable. Like people make mistakes, they look suspicious, but maybe they're not. But what about when they are? Like anybody is fair game because anybody, a sibling, a parent, a spouse, a friend, or a stranger can be capable of violence or maybe accidental violence. So it's hard to know what to do when suspicion rises because no one wants to hurt the families even more if they are innocent. But in all cases, 
The closed circle is ruled out first, and at this point, without more information about what happened to Kajera, no one can be ruled out. So it's a really tough and upsetting situation, and I just wanted to say that for anybody who feels like um, the questions for her family are a little bit harsh because it, it also makes me uncomfortable, but there are some inconsistencies and everybody just wants to know what happened here. But one of the strangest things is something that we're going to get into now. So Kajera's brother, JJ, also said some questionable things to critics of their family on social media, including Sarah Verner. In one comment that has since been deleted, Sarah claimed that JJ wrote to her, quote, What story did you make up? You must be one of those advocates who lie and make up information. You are the reason why people aren't found and are confused. Talking about, I'm doing this for money. Money won't keep my sister's heart pumping. Money won't help Kajera where she is. One thing we use the money for is to incentivize whoever has her to let us know, is she safe? You don't know what you're talking about. You want a story out of this. I'm telling you to leave my family alone and stop speaking on the situation. You're reading the press release and other information you can get on the internet. I know what happened. I damn sure won't explain that to you. Have a good day and stay off my mentions. So, yeah, again, this is, this is a claim, but it is weird to say I know what happened and to, to kind of, again, if this is true, I don't know why Sarah would make this up. This is a long paragraph. I'm not saying that means that it couldn't have been made up. But if this is true, her brother is claiming to know what happened and kind of making it seem like he knows that somebody has her. Yeah, insinuating like, we need this money to be able to incentivize whoever has her to let us know that she's safe which I totally get. I understand that. But it's like, does anybody else know this? You know, do the police know this? And obviously because we we don't know if this is a, a real comment and we don't know the context of it because everything's been deleted, I imagine that the money conversation is maybe about the fundraiser that they have because on March 8th, 2023, the day after the search actually began for Kajera, her mom created a GoFundMe account and um, the bio or the bio, the description, whatever you want to call it, says this. Hi, my name is Kay, Kajera's mom. I'm creating a fund to cover one, billboard advertising marketing to find Kajera, two, private investigator, or three, reward. Kajera was an endangered missing person. She was about nine months pregnant when she went missing. The baby is about eight months old now. Last seen in Beaumont, California on 2-23-23. We need your help to get the word out. We need monthly donors to pay for monthly advertising so we can locate Kajera. I'm assuming she wrote that description months after creating this GoFundMe, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's weird. This comment is really weird if it's real and it just makes you, it just makes it seem like they know something about what happened to her and they're not sharing it. One thing that's actually really stood out to me, um, throughout this entire case that we've talked about so far is the fact that the family keeps using her as uh, past tense. They keep saying was instead of is or something like that. 
I've heard it a couple times in this episode already, um, the fact that they have said was. And so I don't know if that's maybe just a slip up or something, but it does feel a little bit weird that it's like that. And it's just so hard. I feel so bad even talking about this because we don't know. And I, again, with, with the fact that they're uh, a family who has lost their daughter and don't know what happened to her. Uh, apparently, if they really don't know what happened, it's so it feels so terrible to say all these things. But I would just like to know more about that comment. But let's talk a, a little bit more about this money situation. So um, a lot of people also claim that Kajera's mom seems more concerned about keeping the family's information from getting released than she does about her daughter and unborn grandson being missing. Now, some are also accusing the Frazes of caring more about the money than about finding their daughter because Kay claimed that they would offer a $100,000 reward for information, but that it had an expiration date if no one came forward, which I have never heard of before in a missing persons investigation. Like those just usually exist forever. I've never heard about one having an expiration date. I think I have. This one kind of does. I think I have before, but but uh, it, it's pretty rare, I think. Well, one member of their extended family took to Facebook to allege that the family did not have that much money set aside for the reward. So they're saying they have $100,000, but they don't. And then this brings us back to the GoFundMe that I was just talking about, because there is a $100,000 goal on that, but the total to this day is only about $2,900. Others on the Facebook group have posted screenshots of threats via text coming from Kajera's family, claiming that they know their addresses and where they are and rattling off names of family members as if to like threaten their safety. So that is definitely a little concerning. But regarding the, the rest of the search for Kajera, the FBI confirmed that they have joined the search efforts for her case. Her disappearance has also caught the interest of the Doc Ellis Foundation, which is a nonprofit missing persons organization which has vowed to amplify minority cases. The founder of the foundation claims that they seek to, quote, facilitate a stronger relationship between family and law enforcement. Another missing persons advocacy group, Missing Justice, has also taken interest in solving Kajera's case. Samantha Potts, who works with the organization, has been suspicious of Kajera's parents from the start, saying, quote, she just walks off, the family lets her walk off in that condition on the coldest night. That's very alarming, it's very scary. She needs our help, she needs to be found. There's a lot of conflicting stories going on. The family is not working with the detectives. Detectives aren't working with the family. Which is it? Because we need to find her regardless of any situation that's going on. Samantha is also pushing for the family to take polygraph examinations in hopes of ruling them out as suspects. Which shouldn't be a problem. I mean, I think if you're innocent, you should go through all the protocols so that they can move on from you and focus on the people who could be guilty. But we also, again, know that polygraph examinations are not completely reliable. In October of last year, the Beaumont police processed a tip of a sighting of Kajera that was found to be untrue. The Beaumont Police Department issued a statement that the tip was thoroughly investigated and that the woman was suffering from a mental health crisis, but that she was not Kajera. Though it is nearing a year since Kajera's disappearance, Kay is still hopeful that her daughter and grandson will be found safely, saying, quote, 
I'm waiting for you to knock on the door and come home. She wishes to tell Kajera, quote, I love you so much. I would do anything to hug you, laugh with you, dance with you. I won't give up finding you. I will fight for you. Give all I have for you. Kajera is 5 feet 7 inches tall and weighs 160 pounds. She has black hair and brown eyes. On the night she disappeared, she was wearing a black hooded sweatshirt, a black shawl, gray sweatpants, and black slip-on shoes. Kajera would now be 23 years old and her son would be about 10 months old. If you have any information about the disappearance or whereabouts of Kajera Fraze and her baby, please call the Beaumont Police Department at 951-769-8500 or you can email crimetips at beaumontpd.org. Thank you so much everybody for listening to this episode of going west yes thank you guys so much for listening to this episode and on tuesday we'll have an all-new case for you guys to dive into let us know what you think about this case i know it's so hard to speculate when there aren't or there isn't enough evidence to actually point to real facts but you know let's get the conversation going let's share her missing poster please check out that last photo of her that was seen especially if you live in southern california or the surrounding states um, you know, we really want to share this case. It was a year ago. It wasn't that long ago, but she deserves to be found. Her case deserves to be closed. So please share and thanks for listening. All right, guys. So for everybody out there in the world, don't be a stranger. <laughs> <laughs>